Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. I am back and um, I had my surgery last Saturday. And I want to say thank you to everyone who was uh, patient with me while I dealt with the whole having surgery thing. And uh, to everyone who sent me messages of support and well wishes. It was really, really kind of you and it really meant a lot to me. So thank you very much for that. I was, I was very touched by those who sent supportive messages. Um, I'm, I'm not doing too bad. Uh, still getting, still a bit sore and getting tired quite easily, but... It's kind of to be expected. Um, but hopefully things will improve quite a lot now that I've uh, moved on from that. So, we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, the 9th of September 1999. It's a day that a lot of Sega fans will remember as it's the day the Dreamcast was released in North America. Well, for Europe, it was released on the in, on the fourteenth of the 9th, nineteen ninety nine, and for the Japan, well, they had it for almost an entire year before everyone else did. So, we'll just kind of put that to one side for now. So, onto the topic for this evening: demos, specifically demos for the Dreamcast, and even more specifically, demos which came on the numerous Dream On discs, which were included in various Dreamcast magazines. The exception to this was the first disc which was included in Dreamcast sold within the initial European and US sales period from 1999 to 2000. Each disc would include a number of playable demos as well as a few preview videos of games that had not yet been released. Disc 1 contained demos for Ready to Rumble Boxing, Monaco GP2, Toy Commander, Incoming and Trick Style. There are also movies for upcoming games of the time, such as Sonic Adventure, Virtual Fighter 3 TV, and Tokyo Highway Challenge. Now, I've had a look through the list of the demo discs, and I found a few pretty interesting previews and demos that I thought might be worth mentioning specifically. The first is found on Dream On Volume 4. Uh, this disc was released in December 1999 and includes a special Christmas edition of Toy Commander. It's only one level, but it's in the uh, December disc, it would only make sense to it to be Christmas themed. In this level, you have to help Santa recover presents from the evil toys who have stolen them. Along with a car and a plane, you can also play as Santa, who uses a jetpack to move around. Santa has jetpack, apparently. No, no, not a sleigh. Jetpack. I guess. Uh, so while the car on the plane can take out the baddies, Santa can then fly and collect the stolen presents and return some Christmas cheer to at least one household. Yeah, one would hope a bit more than one. Although apparently Santa exists outside of time and space, so who knows. But that's not the only special edition of Toy Commander that got on uh, through Dream, uh, Dream On Volume 11 saw a summer level where you use a truck and plane to remove all of the bugs and rubbish around a beach as well as sharks found in a pool. Sharks in a pool. Okay. There's there's a, a jumping the shark joke to be made there somewhere, but I am too tired to think of what it might be. Uh, also, a couple of Barbie and Ken lookalikes can have a day at the beach. 
Uh, the summer level was also included in volume 16 of Dream On as well as volume 11. Uh, Darwin's saying that Santa probably has a TARDIS as well. Yeah, I th well, they did a joke about that in uh, in Doctor Who itself, uh, one of the Christmas specials. Uh, it was all just a dream, unfortunately, but it was quite funny. Frost is saying Jetpack Santa in all caps with guitar riff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Rock and roll Santa. Rock and roll cyberpunk Santa. Let's go with that, shall we? <laughs> oh dear, things are getting off the rails already. Let's have some music before things get any worse. Uh, so from Toy Commander, we've got Radio S. Haha, <laughs> Radio S, Radio Sega. I thought that was clever. And then from Virtual Fighter 3, we've got Tears of Falling Extra Stage, which was requested by Nicholas Haman. So enjoy those, and I'll speak to you again after the break. Enjoy! and you're listening to The Hidden Palace with Skyblaze on Radio Sega.
we are back. And I had a bit of a scare there because I thought I'd been hit by the silencing bug. Well, I may have been, but it was only fairly brief, thank goodness. Um, but yeah, that was Virtua Fighter 3 Tears of Falling Extra Stage, requested by Nicola Saman. And before that we had Toy Commander Radio S. So, back to uh, talking about the demo, Dream On demo discs. Uh, as far as I'm aware, this, there was only one disc that included a slideshow, and that was Dream On Volume 6. Um, the slideshow in question was for Echo the Dolphin, Defenders of, uh, def Defender of the Future, oh dear. Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future, I can say words. I have a couple of weeks off and I completely forget how to present a show. I blame the painkillers. <laughs> Uh, the slideshow included various images from the Dreamcast game, and we are also lulled with the serene sounds of the soundtrack from the Echo game. And it does have a lovely soundtrack, I'll play some of it in a bit. Out of the Echo games, I probably slightly like uh, the Mega CD version of Tides of Time the best out of all of them, but they all have uh, really, really nice soundtracks. Next we're taking a look at Dream On Volume 7, released in March 2000, we only get two playable demos, MDK2 and Slave Zero. However, we get a rolling demo for Metropolis Street Racer. What makes this different is that the auto demo is generating in real time rather than being just a preview movie of the game. Having a look at the demo, I decided that I was going to take a bit of a closer look at the cars, or more specifically the license plates, just because I thought it would be amusing. Because each license plate of the six cars in the demo have unique plates. The orange car has the name Sausage, for some reason. The light blue says Dale. You'll find Bubba on the dark blue car, Mr. Pink in the white car, Manuel in the green, and Philip in purple. I don't know if these are references to anything in, in particular. I mean, Mr. Pink could be a reference to Reservoir Dogs, and Dale could be talking about the NASCAR driver Dale Earnhardt, either his dad or the son. Um, but I'm not entirely sure, and what Manuel, Philip, and uh, Sausage or Bubba has to do with anything, no. Answers on a postcard. And Multiclass Geek has arrived and say, is one of them Kit? Oh, no, sadly not. There wasn't a license plate that said Knight. I would have laughed my backside off if they had them. And probably bust my stitches in the in so doing. Which wouldn't have been the best idea. Oh, one other oddity uh, that I noticed with this auto demo is... Um, I don't know if it's because they're all like really low quality renders of the, the drivers, or if it's just a joke, or I don't know. Or if they just weren't finished. All the drivers that you managed to be able to see during the auto demo look like Michael Myers from the Halloween films. It's a bit creepy, to be honest. It's a bit weird. Put some Halloween music over it and you'd be, uh, yeah. Hello for, hello there, Nightmare Fuel. I think we've already had enough of that today with that, uh, pinball game that, uh, Green Viper was playing earlier and that really terrible uh, sonic face <laughs> great game apart from that really horrendous uh, sonic face <sighs> uh, grateful saying uh, is it possible that the uh, license plate would nicknames for the developers yeah it could it could be it could be a bit of an internal joke 
Um, but if any of you guys have any ideas about where these, these names came from, if it's just an internal joke, or if they're actually references uh, to something, um, let me know. I, I'd be interested to hear your theories. Uh, let's have some more music then. Uh, so from Echo Defender of the Future, we've got Atlantis Lost. Um, it's quite a long track, but it's really pretty, so you can have a nice chill out with that one. And then another request we've got from, uh, from Flag to Flag, we've got Point of No Return, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And Electric Boogaloo apparently specifically requested this one, uh, because in um, North America there were a series of uh, demo discs called Sega Dreamcast Generator, and one of the um, discs had flag to flag on it, and this is one of the one. Uh, Generator Volume Two was one of the ones that Electric Boogaloo had, apparently. So there you go. I hope that made sense. So from Echo the Dolphin, uh, Echo the Dolphin Defender of the Future, we've got Atlantis Lost, and then Flag to Flag Point of No requ Return, requested by Electric Boogaloo. Enjoy those, and I'll speak to you guys again after the music break.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Flag to Flag, The Point of No Return, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And before that we had Echo, Defender of the Future, Atlantis Lost, which is a beautiful track. It's a bit long, but it is so pretty. Um, and as I say, I'm getting tired easily lately, so uh, I had to kind of keep pinching myself to keep myself awake. And <sighs> um, yeah, um... Electric Boogaloo is just saying that they've got a demo disc uh, that they ordered that's got some of Panzer's Dragoon Saga for the Saturn on it. Um, and saying it's a shame that they're never going to get to play the full game. Well, the original Panzer Dragoon's been remastered and re-released, so it's possible that they could release Panzer Dragoon Saga. They'd have to, like, reverse engineer the original game, because as far as I know, the code's all been lost. Uh, but that is doable. People have done it before. Uh, it actually happened with the original Kingdom Hearts when they released the... Um, the re-releases for the PS3 and then the PS4. Uh, a lot of the original code for Kingdom Hearts 1 had vanished. They still had all the assets, but the game engine wasn't there. Uh, this is as far as I remember. Uh, so they used the King... They ported everything into the Kingdom Hearts 2 engine, which is why the re-release plays a bit better than the original did. And yeah, I sort of have a copy of Panzer Dragoon Saga. I'm, I'm not going to say any more, but I sort of do. <laughs> uh, 
And yeah, um, people are saying that their brains are all over the place today. Yeah, I know the feeling. And so does uh, Grey 4. Because he managed to put a pizza in the oven without actually putting the right temperature on. So he turned it to fan oven and didn't actually bother to set the temperature. So it was there for 20 minutes and he took it out and he's like, why isn't it cooked? It's because he hadn't set the temperature. Bit of a brain fart there. Anyway, let's move on to what I'm actually supposed to be talking about. Dream on Volume 8, and we get our first full game included. That would be Sega Swirl. A lot of you will probably be familiar with this one. A puzzle game based on the Same Game. I think that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. Uh, where you need to clear the board of all the coloured swirls. Removing singles will give a negative score, but removing groups of two or more will get you more and more points. This game includes, includes a versus challenge, a level challenge, and a split screen challenge, where if one player clear, clears all swirls of a particular colour, that colour is removed from their opponent's screen. This is not just found on Volume 8, but it was also included in Volume 18 as well, and a lot of people got the game just by itself uh, when they bought a Dreamcast. Volume 9 of Dream On had a bit of a peculiar demo. <laughs> With Fur Fighter. Yes, I'm hilarious. I'm not actually wearing my cat ear headset at the moment because that'd be even funnier. Because my cat ear headset is on the other computer. Not that you can see that. Anyway, this demo had a rolling demo showing off the gameplay for one player, but it doesn't actually include any of the single player demo for you to play. Instead, you get a two to four player deathmatch or fluff match, as it's called, fluff match. Two to four player fluff match. That sounds like what happens when any cats fight, to be honest. There's fluff everywhere. Doan's saying, brain and brain, what is brain? Which is this quote from the original Star Trek. Uh, yeah, I, I am rapidly running out of strength. Um, okay, let's have some music then. So from Sega Swirl, we've got the split screen challenge. And then from Fur Fighters, we've got general track number four. I don't know what it's actually called, but that's what it's listed as. So enjoy.
Hi, I'm Resin SD, host of Lay and Live. And when it comes to boosting your Sega education, there's no better place than the Hidden Palace on Radio Sega. back and apparently got hit by the silencing bug again uh, at least it's fairly brief since uh, we had the upgrades the other week um, it's still not ideal that it's happening before uh, happening at all but at least it's over fairly quickly 
but that was Fur Fighters General number four. I don't know what the track's actually called, that's just what I've got it listed as. And um, before that we had Sega Swirl Split Screen Challenge. And uh, Electra Boogaloo's just told me that apparently um, one of the developers who worked on uh, Sega Swirl later worked on Classic Shell for Windows. If you're not familiar with Classic Shell, it's actually a bit of software that changes how Windows works to restore functions that have been removed in subsequent versions of Windows. So it will behave more like older versions of Windows. So if you're used to a certain way that Windows behaves, you can change it back to that version even if you're using a more recent version. I hope that made sense. Ah. So. Where were we? Right, Volume 10. Uh, volume 10 had a virtual tour of the Dream Arena, showing its capabilities to view the latest news, sports news, games, info and competitions. After an introductory video, you'll be given a series of options to click which will show you how to use the various features such as email, online chat rooms, using the internet, shopping online and checking reviews and playing games. Um, I didn't actually use Dream Arena very much. I set it up, but I only managed to use it a couple of times because obviously at that point um, everyone was on uh, pay paper minute internet and it was very expensive. So as I've said before, I didn't have a chance to play things like uh, Fantasy Star Online actually online. I would like to one of these days. Um, and I've just actually, recently, I've just been, my parents bought for me uh, a really nice um, soldering iron station. Um, which has multiple, multiple temperatures and uh, different um, attachments so you can have different types of uh, soldering iron tip. So, I might look into making my own dream pie. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and then connecting to one of the uh, fan-made servers. If I can figure out a way to stream it, I might do that. Sorry, I'm rambling. I'm very tired. Um, let's move on. Sadly, when we get to around volume 18, we start to see repeats of demos that were included in earlier discs of the Dream On series. That's a bit of a shame, as it's about 2001 where we up to fewer games being published for the Dreamcast. They actually ended at Volume 22, which is a full demo compilation of nine demos as a best of game demos, which included Jet Set Radio, Metropolis Street Racer, Sonic Adventure and many more popular games. However, these 22 discs were not the only Dream On volumes made, as there were three Dream On collections made, which were supplied later, and other re releases of Dreamcast consoles would contain an array of demos and videos. These were labelled as Dream On Collection 2, 3 and 4. Uh, there was no Collection 1 as these were considered continuations from Dream On Volume 1. Not sure that makes sense, but hey ho. Um, my uh, Grey Form, my other half, actually really likes demo discs, um, so has been playing around with uh, with some of these while I've been researching them. Um, let him know if you want to see him stream some of them for his, uh, his Tuesday stream when he finishes doing Albert Odyssey. Or let him know if there's something else you want to see him cover. 
Um, Multiclass Click saying, not going to lie, a deluxe soldering iron is, P is Pink Sky Blazer's dad gift. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> uh, when he gets back to working, actually, in his lab at the university, he's going to see if he can find me a spare multimeter as well, because I don't currently have one. Um, and yeah, that's that, he's like that. <laughs> um, he once gave me a, uh, a set of um, high quality pliers and, and wire cutters because I, I make jewellery in my spare time and I needed some uh, some pliers so he just like, there you go. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, to keep focused and keep going but um, as I said, I, I am on painkillers and uh, I'm still quite sore. I'm, I still have stitches in me. Uh, due to have We'll sit stitches out on Monday. Um, but I'll be okay. We'll get there. So let's have some music from Jet Set Radio and Metropolis Street Racer then. And after that we can go into Chiptune Corner. So from Jet Set Radio let's have Funky Radio. And then from Metropolis Street Racer let's have Overdrive. So enjoy those and I will speak to you after the break for some Chiptune Corner. Thank you. 
I need fruit here from Club Sega, and you're listening to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Please invite me back to the palace. Let me in. Let me in.
And we are back. And that was Metropolis Street Racer Overdrive. And before that we had Jet Set Radio Funky Radio. I quite like Overdrive. It's got a, a nice beat to it. It, it. it feels like a racing song. So then, uh, we're up to Chiptune Corner. And Dubmood, aka Kel Johnson, is a Swedish mu- music composer and producer. He's experimented with all kinds of styles, including rock, pop, and electronic music, but he's probably best known for his 8-bit chiptune songs. After gaining a name for himself by being featured in demo scene works for Atari and Amiga. If you're not familiar with the demo scene, look it up, because there are some completely insane things that people can do with, uh, with really old hardware. Uh, there's like the things like the 5K challenge, where people have to put um, an entire... Well, as, as big a thing, a video or game or whatever as they can into just 5k of memory. And you see some absolutely insane things. So, these days, Dubmood lives in France, where he has founded his own music label called Data Airlines. He also has a Bandcamp page, which I will link to you in the chat, and I imagine Twinny will probably put it up on the social media pages as well. So here we have, uh, from Dubmood, a track called Simple Machine. So enjoy that, let me know what you think, and I'll be back after this.
And we are back. And that was Dub Mood, Simple Machine. Uh, something about those vocals reminds me of Jarvis Cocker from Pulp, so it's a bit like um, Pulp Cross with Chip Tune, which is quite pleasing to me. Um, as someone who likes Pulp and Chip Tune. Uh, Pulp were actually the first um, big uh, band that I went to go and see at... Uh, with my uh, I went with my mother, actually. How, God, how old was I then? 14? 13? Something like that. Not very old. Anyway, thank you ever so much for everybody for tuning in. Um, sorry if I've been a bit rambly and strange. Um, but as usual, if you have any ideas for topics, you can reach me through Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies, or you can contact me through the Radio Sega Discord, where I am at Skyblaze. Or you can reach me through the Radio Sega, Twitter or Facebook pages. I've been Skyblaze and this has been the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. We've got one last track to go out on and I couldn't leave a show that covers Dreamcast stuff without having at least one Sonic Adventure track in here. So from Sonic Adventure we've got Skydecker Gogo. Good night everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your support during everything that's been going on. Take care. Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.